Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Yeah, no. exactly. It was just like you knew who the dirty cops were, you know. Yeah. But uh it was more you knew who the bad guy was. Now we're going to find out how he figures it out. Right. And gets to that point, but it was good. <laughs> like when he goes through that whole story and at the end Baku goes, "He killed a cat." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's it. That's the main takeaway you took from this story. <laughs> <laughs> Want to kill a cat, motherfucker? Fucking <laughs> carve the cat into this. Oh my god, dude. This shit was funny. Uh, all right, welcome to the Lazy Geeks, a weekly podcast that takes an unfiltered look at geek and pop culture and removes all that clickbait clutter. We're thinking so you don't have to. I'm Stephen Vargas. And I'm Adam Riley. So we're kicking off today uh, with a bunch of news regarding the show. So as many of you may or may not have noticed, but we changed hosting companies. We're hosting with Anchor, which you may have heard in our first ad at the beginning of last week's episode because we're hosting with them so we're able to bring you all previous seven episodes now what does that mean for you it means that we won't have to edit down our shows to keep them under an hour i mean we're going to try and keep them around that time but you know we're not forced to is basically what yeah. i'm saying uh also if we want to do special episodes we can so what about our youtube channel in case you're wondering but we're still posting our episodes on there, which we've received a good amount of action on it lately. Uh, we are currently planning some extra content for that channel, so we should have some stuff up there soon. And, and our ads. Since we haven't <laughs> received any donations, in order to make the show self-sustaining, we're starting to run ads. We get paid when you listen to our ads. You, you're receiving a show for free. And all we ask from you is to listen to our ads and all the proceeds will go to bring more content and raise our production value. So please help us out. I mean, you could still also donate to the show if you don't like the ads and you donate enough. You know, we don't yeah, they won't have to run ads. But you can donate through our PayPal link on the blog or you can go to our anchor page, anchor.fm slash the lazy geeks and donate through the link on the page. So that's everything that's going on with us right now. So we're pretty happy with it. I, I, at least I am, because now it takes a lot of like, oh, I don't have to take episodes off. And so last week I spent kind of 
submitting the RSS feeds to all the companies through Stitcher and uh, Apple Play and Spotify. Spotify took like the shortest amount of time. Like the turnaround time was like within five minutes. It was done. It yeah. Was done. Um, the only one that's still lagging, Google Play has the new has the new shows on there, but Google Podcast doesn't yet. So if you're using Google Podcast, you're probably not hearing this episode. <laughs> but if you well, are, if it's you, a pain in the fucking ass because Android has like eight things that do the same thing. I know, and it's yeah. it's like, and the only way you could submit it is if you go through Google Play, and then once it's in there, when it's um, it'll be there. But then it has to you have it has to scan when it gets to the web page, and it actually you know indexes the web page. Then it'll link, and then you're good to go. It's like Jesus Christ. I mean, come on, dude. How you're telling me Apple can do this right, but you can't? Like right. Apple, it took a day. Like it took a day for Apple. It's like, come on, what are you guys doing? Get your shit together. <laughs> Seriously. But uh, but yeah. So I submitted through all that. So the only that's the only one that's lagging right now. Uh, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, LinkedIn. I'm not LinkedIn. Uh, TuneIn, uh, Spotify, uh, Player FM. Castbox, all of those guys have it, so you know you're good to go. Like I said, if you if you're using Google Podca- Podcast, that's that's the why. It's just Google, Google being Google, I guess. Google being Google. <laughs> uh, but Adam has a big old pet project going on. He was telling, uh, he was actually expanding on it before we started recording the show today. I think we spent like 45 minutes of just him telling me what he's going to get. Listen, and do you want to tell everybody what's about? So, no. Moving on. <laughs> that's fine. Um, I mean, it's been done before, but I'm I'm kind of. But it's I'm different now to, because it's you. Right. I'm starting to get into, um, or I want to get into. Ass play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already in that. You know, it's fine. No, I want to get into like making my own like electronics and stuff like like just electronic work and, and stuff like that. And um, I'm I bought a Game Gear, a broken one, because I don't want to. I kind of don't want to destroy working fucking vintage gaming. St- <laughs> it just seems like a dick move. So I bought a broken one. Um, and and there's no short order of broken Game Gears. <laughs> so if anyone wants one, there's plenty of them on eBay. Um, perfect cosmetic condition, though. And I gutted it, and I'm going to put a Raspberry Pi, um, which is a single board computer in it, a new power board so I can add rechargeable, like a rechargeable battery pack. Um, and I'm going to try to use the original sound card, but I don't know if I can. Um, and so it will play emulated games. So it should be able to play all the way up to PlayStation one because I got to add buttons. So I was talking to the, I'm like, this is gonna play all the way to dreamcast and 64. I have to add like 27 buttons, this fucking thing. And then I was like, you know what? <laughs> this is going to be a little excessive. Yeah. He's over there so, like going, yeah, I can do that. I can put the start, button. I could put a select button. I could put that. I was like, and then I, I was cracking up. Cause I'm like going, he's going to put those fucking, uh, R and, um, R and L, uh, shoulder clickers on there, you know? It's yeah, like, I go. Well, you should ridiculous. you should put the uh, trigger button from the N sixty four on the bottom of that bitch. Right. So the this the if for those who don't know, the Game Gear was um an eight bit handheld system. It was Sega's answer to the uh, the Game Boy, and they basically went, "What's the Game Boy not have that people want?" It was a color screen and a backlight, which they had it, and uh, six AA batteries lasted about three to four hours. <laughs> Um, it's so funny cause I was taking it apart and they didn't have LCDs back then. So 
it was a regular screen, but behind it was an actual halogen bulb. And I was like, wow, <laughs> like this is crazy. Like no wonder the fucking battery died. So, um, you know, I got rid of that, but, uh, I'm pretty excited about it. So it has two buttons. It has an A and B. It has a start button and a D pad. That's all it has. So I'm going to add, um, an X and Y, and then I'm going to add a select button. Um, probably a button for home so I can get out of a game and go back into the interface um, easily. And then on the back, on the top, I'm going to add uh, an LNR and an LNR two. So it will have the equivalent of a PlayStation controller without analog sticks. So we ready. Okay. I'm gonna play final fantasy seven on that bitch. Right. <laughs> World of Warcraft. Straight right. <laughs> I'm going to get a new it's a 3.2 inch screen. I'm just going to keep that the same size so I can keep the the cool like fucking screen protector that goes over it. That's a Sega Game Gear and all kinds of bullshit on it. Um, I want it to look as Sega Game Gear ish as possible. I was going to paint it, but I mean, nah, that's in perfect condition. Like there's no reason to paint it. And um, I can keep the battery, the wells that the batteries sit in mm-hmm. and then just put the uh, the rechargeable battery packs that are just batteries wrapped you know how they have like the rechargeable batteries that are wrapped in um, oh, right, yeah. plastic. Yeah. I could just fit those in there and then wire them together. So it's pretty cool. It's, it's just, it's more of a learning experience project, something easy to do. It's not really that it's not like a high fucking I'm buying boards and then connecting them together. You know, I'm not modifying boards or anything like that. So I just need to, you know, buy a solder gun, um, some other odds and ends. And then I have to, uh, buy, the parts <laughs> uh, to put in there, figure out how I'm going to mount everything. But I have access to a 3D printer, so that makes my life a lot easier. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be pretty fun. And I'm gonna it, the the Raspberry Pi has an HDMI out, so I'm gonna have that so you can easily access it from this console. So it has a, it's gonna be like a switch, motherfucker. You plug it into the TV and shit. You know, no big deal. No big deal. Yeah, and the uh, the the uh, HDMI out port, so he can plug it into his monitor, so he can play it on there. That's that's uh, in that is that stage one or stage two? That's stage two. Okay. <laughs> USB ports. We'll have two USB ports, so we can put player two. Put that bitch in there. What's up? <laughs> I'm gonna go to Steve's house. We'll play on that bitch. <laughs> and then he's gonna put in a, a USB C port, so you know. <laughs> right, 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 right. Also, I was on uh, I was thinking about something ridiculous that I'll probably never do. But I was on the the a website where you buy like components, and one of them was a um a wireless charger like kit. And I'm like, imagine a Game Gear that can be wirelessly charged. I don't even think you could do it through the plastic, to be honest with you. But imagine. <laughs> Like, that'd be pretty intense. Like, oh, let me charge my game gear. Let's put it on the fucking pad. People would be like, are you fucking kidding me right now? That's not even necessary. It's not necessary. But it's but uh, but it is. It's not necessary, right. but it is. That's right. But the, it's cool because um, you can buy these boards for these projects that are so easy. Like, the power board um, is really small. It's probably, like, the size of a quarter. And it handles charging on um, the batteries. You can play while it's plugged in. It won't overcharge the battery. Like it has all that capabilities in there. So I was, gonna, I was like, oh, can I use the original one that's in there 
but no, because it, it will just charge my batteries until they explode because it's not <laughs> it's not made for that. So, um, yeah, you know, so it's no, not going to so be no, hard. So no all night charging is basically what you're saying. <laughs> no, absolutely not. All night fire. More like it. <laughs> What's that smell of burning plastic? Oh, shit. <laughs> Local Arizona man died in a fire caused by a, a what? A game gear? A game gear. How old is this story? Oh, oh this was today. This was today. Okay. Oh, okay. I thought right. we were back in 1994. Well, right fuck this guy. <laughs> but then I'm even talking about, um, I was talking to Steve about, I'm going to eBay and I'm just going to buy a Sega Genesis because I want to beat <laughs> all guy. the Sega games in chronological order. So I'm like, I'm just going to buy a Sega Genesis and then beat them all. Um, but, you know, who knows if that will happen. <laughs> Or I'll just play them on the Game Gear that I'm going to build. I could just do that. Or just play it on an emulator. <laughs> right. You know, it's just like, what are you going to do? You know? The options are limitless. All right. Well, They're I... only limited by my imagination, Steve. <laughs> yeah. I am Dr. Robotnik. Uh, all right. As we do every week, before we discuss our main story, let's get into some news. All right, so if you're listening to some YouTubers, you may know their world is coming to an end. This week, Linus Sebastian, host of Linus Tech Tips, found his YouTube videos regarding the coronavirus being demonetized. YouTube has classified the coronavirus as a quote-unquote sensitive topic, which allows them to be demonetized, which allows them to demonetize a video for even hinting at the outbreak. Such uh, As such, all videos focused on this topic will be demonetized until further notice. Tom Lung, product officer at YouTube, said in a recent video, good thing we don't monetize on YouTube, the, pro- the policy exists to protect advertisers. Jonathan Downey of Spawnwave tried getting around it by saying, quote, that thing that started in China, end quote, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Now, let's be honest. This is happening because misinformation idiots were using the service to spread wild conspiracy right. theories and misinformation to spark fear. A few idiots mess things up for the rest of us. So, but why do these gaming channels have to discuss about a, pan- a pending pandemic? None of them are medical experts, and it usually opens them to say something racist or mislead their viewers. Plus, they know they can get a lot of views talking about the subject, so of course they want it monetized. If you truly want to talk about it, demonetize it. It's that simple. But their chief complaint is that news channels and channels like Jimmy Kimmel Live are able to post video those videos without penalty. However, it should be noted that, that they have their own advertising deals that makes them exempt from these types of actions. And let's be honest, a news channel or Jimmy Kimmel is going to have something better to say about the issue than some rando gamer that just wants clicks. Well... They're also regulated by a company. Right. You know, like CBS or NBC or whatever is going to penalize. They, there's a there's an accountability there. Yeah. And I actually um, – I completely agree with this because the benefit is the people go, oh, everyone's going to search this because they're scared. So let's just make some money and say some dumb shit. Right. You know, it stops that because they can't make money off of it. Yeah. So they're not going to do it. It holds you accountable. Right. So that's fine. YouTube I mean, for once did something good. <laughs> and it's and like, the people the people that are complaining about it, if like Steve said, if you really if you really want to talk about the coronavirus, they just don't make money when you do it. Right. I mean, you know, you don't you do a five minute video, ten minute video. 
It's yeah, like, you fuck, know, how but, long does that take to sit there and well, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we've, we've talked about it over the last couple of weeks and I was like, going, well, that's the reason why we don't monetize on, on YouTube. Not to mention that we curse. So that generally hurts you too. Yeah. So fuck them. All right. <laughs> we fuck. don't do it for the money. We do it for the people. <laughs> fuck the write off. You know, <laughs> that's right. So I, I'm going to read this article because there's a lot of technical information in here, but it really is just another notch on the downfall of fucking Intel that's been going on. Um, they're, like Blackberry. they're like Blackberry. Like they, <laughs> I know. I mean, well, not quite. I mean, there's still Intel, but still, um, security researchers have discovered another flaw in recent Intel chips that while difficult to exploit is completely unpatchable. The vulnerability is within Intel's converged security and management engine Ugh, csme um a part of the chip that controls system boot up power levels firmware and most critically cryptographic functions security specialists it's, it's funny that security thing is the thing that's broken um positive technologies have found that a tiny gap in security in that module that could allow attackers to inject malicious code and eventually commandeer your PC. The vulnerability is another in a string of Intel chip flaws that have damaged the chip maker's reputation of late. In 2018, Intel faced heavy criticism over the meltdown and uh, spectry flaws in Intel chips that could have allowed attackers to steal data. CSME, which has its own 486-based CPU, RAM, and boot ROM, is the first thing that runs when you when you boot up your computer. One of the first things it does is protect its own memory, but before that happens, there's a brief moment when it's vulnerable. If hackers have local or physical access to a machine, they might be able to fire off a DMA transfer to that RAM overriding it and hijacking code execution since the ROM vulnerability allows seizing control of code execution before the hardware key generation mechanism in the SKS is locked and the ROM vulnerability cannot be fixed. We believe that extracting this key is only a matter of time when this happens. Utter chaos will reign. <laughs> da, da, da. Um, hardware ITs, I, that fucking line, utter chaos will reign. As I twirl Hard, my mustache. <laughs> like, listen to this shit. Utter chaos will reign. Hardware ideas will be forged. Digital content will be extracted. And data from encrypted hard disks will be decrypted. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. <laughs> um, I'm not going to read this whole thing because it's just more techno jar- jargon that a lot of people probably don't fucking hear, um, but the link is definitely in the show notes. But this is just more of a reason why the next computer I build will have an AMD processor in it. <laughs> like Intel is just – I think they've – everything points to they they got complacent oh, yeah. when they were so ahead of AMD. And now that AMD is catching up, that's when everyone's finding all these flaws. And they're noticing, oh, wait, Intel wasn't really fucking on top of the ball. It's like, hey, man – you know, you don't have to be on top of the ball when you're fucking already the king of it. Exactly. You know, not to mention that, you know, when you're on top of the ball and you think you're like, yeah, we got this all covered. And then later on, somebody goes, hey, you know that, um, you know, this whole thing can blow up because there's an exhaust port that goes all the way down to the core and can, you can blow it up that way. Right. Huh? huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> when did this happen? <laughs> like, yeah, but it would be impossible to make that shot. It's like, I mean, there's people with the force around here, exactly. you know, and they can handle it. So I'm just saying it's, it's not 
it's not probable, right. but it's not impossible. Exactly. Okay? So the odds are pretty, pretty steep that they couldn't do it, but not zero. <laughs> right. We were going to tell you the odds, but we know you don't like to hear them. So it was like a, like a tweet that I saw today from the Death Star PR uh, department. <laughs> I love that fucking tweet. I do too. They're like going, uh, by the way, uh, the destruction of Alderaan is completely fake. Uh, Alderaan is fine. Everybody's there. However, if you're trying to call them, they're all really busy right now. Right. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> uh, all right. So on the other side of the break, in honor of primary season, we'll be discussing the relevance of the Electoral College, the five common misconceptions about it. And we'll be right back. So this week, I thought it would be interesting to discuss the electoral college now it's relevance in a modern and it's relevance in a modern society upon researching the topic i came across this great piece from the atlantic by g allen tar he serves as a board of governors professor at rutgers university camden you know the real shit right there right <laughs> so before we get on all into this it, which is going to sound more like an episode of last podcast on the left than our regular show so we should quickly break down what the Electoral College is. And it consists of 538 electors. Now, to win the presidency, one has to win a majority, which is 270 electoral votes. Your state has the same number of electors as it does members in its congressional delegation, meaning one for each member in the House of Representatives plus two senators. Now, when the presidential candidate wins the state, they are given their total electoral votes. Regardless of how many people voted for settled candidate, all but two states have a winner-take-all system. Maine and Nebraska have a variation of, quote-unquote, proportional representation, whatever the fuck that means. So regardless of how many individuals vote for one candidate, their number never changed since they only received those selected delegates. So this is why when political parties do an electoral map, only certain states, known as swing states, can change the nature of the game. That's why you hear states like Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, Minnesota, Ohio, Nevada, New Hampshire, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and Wisconsin. However, in every case in recent history, it always comes down to fucking Florida. Always. Always. It's like Florida is there. It's like why do everything has to hinge on fucking Florida? So the piece, which I linked in the show notes, discusses the five common misconceptions about the Electoral College. It was written in November of last year, so it's really recent. He claims that, quote, the defenders of the Electoral College that uh, argue that it was created to combat the tyranny and support of federalism and that continues to serve those purposes, end quote. And he also goes on to say that, quote, the stance depends on a profound understanding of the history of the institution, end quote. Now, you may have heard a lot recently about how Donald Joanne Trump became president by losing the popular vote. But the, the same thing happened in 2000 when Al Gore lost the presidency by winning the popular vote due to Florida. Arguments about the system stem from situations like when Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez argued that if the GOP were a silent majority, they wouldn't be scared of a popular vote, end quote. And she went on to further explain why the Electoral College is designed to give more voting power to smaller states, usually conservative, than the true diagram of the count, uh, country as a whole. And Representative Dave, um, Dan Crenshaw of Texas responded by saying, 
that, quote, abolishing the electoral college means that politicians will only campaign in and listen to urban areas. That is not a representative democracy. We live in a republic, which means 51% of the population doesn't get to boss around the other 49%, end quote. Actually, it does. <laughs> That's yeah, what the and those numbers are also not as close <laughs> exactly. as they would think. Exactly. And the Electoral College, quote, promotes more equal regional representation and protects the interests of the sparsely populated states, end quote. And that is also inaccurate. Right. Um, so it's true. Coastal states do have more population per Canada than, say, like, you know, Kansas. But usually California, using California as an example, California always goes blue in the Electoral College, but many Democrats live in the major cities like San Francisco and Los Angeles, but there are equally more conservative people in the Central Valley, Orange County, and San Diego. However, a popular vote is used to elect governors and state representatives, and we've had many Republican governors in the state. In fact, Ronald Reagan won California in a presidential election of 1980. So it is possible for the GOP to get a foothold in coastal states, providing they have a solid candidate. Now, one of the biggest surprises is that thus this whole, quote, representing smaller population centers, end quote, angle is complete bullshit. So we're going to go through the five misconceptions and see what this thing, whole thing is about. Right. So number one. Many supporters of the Electoral College assume that the debate about presidential selection at the Constitutional Convention, um, like the debate today, focused on whether the president should be chosen by the Electoral College or by a nationwide popular vote. Um, so that's the misconception. So it didn't. In fact, it was a compromise. The original plan was the was that Congress, not the people, would vote and affirm who would be the next president. They keep fighting over this plan simply because many of the delegates wanted the president to be independent of the legislature, not dependent upon it. There were many plans in which the con in which the Congress would pick the president, but eventually they proposed. The, ugh, sorry, but eventually the proposal for the Electoral College was offered. Many saw this as a non-threatening solution for the executive branch. If I remember correctly, I think the 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 Roman Republic, which is what they were getting a lot of inspiration from, did that. The yeah. Senate voted for the leader, right, and, and the people voted for the senators, right. And and the the big and that's the, one of the big things that you hear about. Is that you know? Oh well, they they the electoral college was because you know th it was supposed to uh, it was more of a just way of electing. It's like no, it wasn't. It was just kind of a all right. Well, nobody likes this. Nobody likes this. Not everybody liked this one, but it was kind of like the yeah, this is all right. We can go with that. It's, it's like, a line down the middle. Yeah, it's like no, we want steak. No, we want vegan food. How about pizza? Yeah, okay. Everybody can agree on pizza. You know, that's kind of how this this first, the, the, you know, this first misconception is actually written. And it's actually kind of interesting when you start looking at that, because you never hear on both sides, actually, the ones that don't want it and the ones that want it. You never hear that. It's like, yeah, well, the electoral college wasn't necessarily like the grand idea. Like nobody came in doing that. It was kind of like, well, nobody likes these and nobody likes what do we got left. Right. <laughs> you know? So number two. Another common belief is that the convention rejected popular election of the president because the delegates feared majority tyranny. People make this claim as 
though, to say that because the framers were skittish of a national popular election, they should be today. Yes, they did reject popular vote elections, but it wasn't for the reason you think. It was because many feared the lack of information to make an informed choice on who would be the, an appropriate candidate for the presidency, as well as who might be the best among those choices. So it brings it, which really isn't relevant today because we have Google and Bing, but who really talks about Bing? Bing is, <laughs> Bing's all right. <laughs> I mean, it's still Bing, you know? It's like <laughs> it's still Bing. Mm. <laughs> so also some Southern delegates feared that the popular election of the president would disadvantage their state. James Madison noted that given less restrictive voting laws, quote, the right of suffrage was more was much more diffusive in the northern than the southern states, end quote, which would give them an advantage in popular election. Beyond that, a popular vote would not count the disenfranchised enslaved population, reducing Southern influence. And thirdly, some small state delegates opposed the popular uh, the popular election because they feared that the larger states would get a greater voting power uh, with their greater voting power would dominate. Yet these are the same delegates that also objected to the electoral college, insisting that it gave excessive power to the large states. So, yeah, because the electoral college is a, it was a line down the middle, like we said, but for a different time. Right. Like they didn't have fucking the internet, and shit, you know. <laughs> so it was difficult if you had someone campaigning in Philly. People in Boston don't even know who the fuck he is. Exactly. Unless he travels up there. Right. You know. And, it, it, you know, it's not like, you know, we have TV and news and social media now. But even when you look back at the in number one, one of the things I forgot to actually say was Congress would have voted for the president. Can you imagine this Congress voting for a president? Ugh. It's like, yeah, no, they can't even get shit. They can't even, you know, get shit done. And, and to Congress be a, has one official responsibility. <laughs> And that's making a budget for the year. Right. And half of the time they can't even fucking do that right. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, you know, when you think about it, it's like, yeah, the alternatives were a popular vote or letting Congress vote it. But the, the big thing is, is that you have you have certain candidates that are talking about, well, you know, we want to have the executive branch, you know, independent from legislators. But then we also want to have somebody who's competent. So we don't want the people to really get a choice in, in voting those people. So Congress should, because we have a better idea. Think about that now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like the people that are in there now and the people that voted, you know, that guy in kind of on the same level. So it's like, you know, nobody liked him until suddenly, oh, wait, he looks like he's going to win. He's going to get the nomination. So we like him now. Right. Yeah. It's all bullshit. <laughs> Um, I have lost my way. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Number three, um, some defenders of the electoral college have argued that the delegates who favored the electoral college opposed popular election of the president. Um, this is completely inaccurate as many of the people that voted for the electoral college were seeing this as a compromise given that their initial vote votes for a popular election were voted down. Not to mention, they didn't like the idea of Congress voting for the president as well. It was more of a sure that works than a I believe this is how it ha needs to happen. And that's the thing, that's the takeaway is that right. you have you have a group of people who are are trying to oppose uh, 
kings, that kind of like the monarchy. And having Congress select the leader kind of it's you're in danger of it becoming a fucking type of monarchy again, you know, and they're just putting in people that are grease in their pockets and stuff like that. I mean, I'm I'm speculating, but surely I'm sure that's what they <laughs> thought of, which is why this was such a goddamn conversation. Exactly. And even we, though it happens now. So right. And right. One, <laughs> one thing, too, that was mentioned in regards to this, and if you guys actually read the full article, he, they, he touches on it, is that there was an idea of using the Electoral College as a way to kind of filter out outside influence in an election. It was designed, they believed that this, as opposed to a popular vote, would allow states, would allow them to not worry about, say, you know, outside forces that want to kind of fuck up how we do things. Right. Which kind of seems familiar, <laughs> you know, because, you know, it, it, the, the, the issue that comes around is that we use, a, we use an election, which they technically get a popular vote within that state, and then the state gives them elect um the electoral votes and it is similar in that aspect but again as we were saying that when you get to an electoral map suddenly you're okay these states are in play you know none of these you know so we don't have to worry about these other ones but these other states so we have to focus our our attention on there and i don't really see how the electoral college technically prevents outside governments or outside kingdoms or countries at this point in time to now how it would actually stave off that as opposed to like, you know, a popular vote. Like how nowadays it would stave off all the evil democracies that are surrounding us. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, like, you know, it's like, oh, well, it's it was designed to kind of because of the fear of, you know, uh, other countries interfering with our elections. Well, it did it anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know. But and and then in the in the founding fathers' defense, they they had no idea oh, what yeah. kind of technology we were going to have and all types of stuff like that. So it's um while they were loot playing on their while they were loot playing on their Alexas, you know. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Number four. Many people also believe that the electoral college was designed to preserve federalism and states' rights. It was designed to protect neither. The Electoral College was designed to give states less power in determining the president. The convention delegates uh, fought to for safeguards given that some proposals would have given power to state legislatures or state governors for having the power over the executive. Jay Madison himself said, quote, the, the president is an act is to act for the people, not the states, end quote. Now, one provision that wasn't even discussed was the New Jersey plan, which was a provision that the president would, quote, be recalled by Congress when requested by a majority of the executives of the states, end quote. So there was there was the New Jersey plan and there was an I'm trying to remember what the other plan was, but both of which had Congress selecting the president. But also another one was giving the states and the state's governors and executives the power to select the president right and able to recall him at the same time so you know it doesn't it doesn't fight for states rights in fact it keeps states out of play and definitely doesn't preserve federalism no it does the exact opposite of those two things which i think i think is funny um 
that this is probably all just things that were told to people back in the day. And then it becomes canon almost, you know what I mean? Right. And people, I, I think I, out of the majority of things and on how our government functions, mm-hmm. the electoral college is one of the most misunderstood things that we have. It's, and it's one of those, um, what do you call it? Chain gang stories. Yeah, it's told exactly. w- one way and then it slowly goes or grapevine stories where it just suddenly keeps changing as it goes on. Suddenly you're dealing with midgets and prostitutes and, you know, cocaine hazes. You're like, whoa, what what the hell happened? And it should also be very telling that the least progressive group in the country is the only ones that complain that they want it to stay. Right. So, you know, just saying. <laughs> just saying. Know. Yeah, exactly. Um, Number five, and finally, perhaps the most widely believed and at the same time most incorrect of the arguments for the Electoral College is that it has vindicated the hopes and expectations of its creators. To begin with, to some extent, those expectations were unclear. For example, after the Electoral College was proposed, some delegates claimed that in most elections, George Madison predicted 19 times in 20, no candidate would get a majority of the electoral votes. And so the House of Representatives would elect the president. This, is, this of course, would compromise the independence of the, ex, of the executive. And both Madison and Alexander Hamilton unsuccessfully proposed that the House's role be eliminated, with the candidate winning a pl- plurality of the electoral vote becoming president. Other delegates expected that a majority of the electors would coalesce around a single candidate in Federalist number 39 Madison presumed that the eventual election would be made by the house but this was more speculation and quickly disproved what this essentially came down to is that the electoral college was more more of this is something we can kind kind of get behind almost like a script written by committee however the country has outgrown the usefulness of this of the process if so many other things are good with popular vote why can't the presidency yes there will be strong opposition by the gop because the electoral college benefits them in many instances the old adage one man one vote is bullshit and it is in our current system um I've always said that it would even simplify matters by just having an entire state vote. Whoever wins from that state, that's the state's one vote. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess the only the only thing that would be bad with that system is you could possibly have a tie. Yeah. If you could split 25-25, but I doubt that would happen. Yeah. But um and then but yeah, that would that would that would actually be it. My I my thing was just this yeah, just you know, go with a popular vote. You know, it's and and it's this isn't about. This, and other other countries do it successfully. I exactly. think France does pure popular vote. Yeah, and like to me, I look at this as being like you know, some people say, oh well, it's because you wanted you know Hillary to win or whatever. And it's like, no, I actually was against this back when George W. Uh, won by losing the popular vote but winning the electoral college. I was like, so how does that work? Like, how is it that you know more people can vote for this person? but they can still win the electoral college. Well, it comes down to those swing states that we talked about, you know, and, and my thing is, is that it doesn't really seem fair. And I think by that point, you know, I'm 27. It was the first like majorly contested election that, you know, that we had. And I kind of was like, so this whole one vote, one, you know, you know, one man, one vote thing is, is kind of bullshit because it comes down to fucking Florida. And, you know, yeah. their electoral votes. 
I was like, and, and for the other 49 states, you're kind of watching going, why is Florida deciding this? Exactly. Why, why does this matter? Yeah. You know, these are, these like, are, these, this is, that's a state that has a six year old arrested for, you know, throwing a temper tantrum in a school. You know? And to me, to me, when you look at it, Republicans win the pres- presidency by electoral college. They very rarely win the popular vote anymore. Right. And what that kind of says to me is that when Republicans are like, well, we need the electoral college, they're kind of saying, well, we know better than right. you. Yeah. You should be trusted with making this vote. And it's like, well, that's bullshit. I don't like when they go, oh, well, the coastal, the coastal states will make all the decisions because they have more population. Oh, well. <laughs> you know, make make a better candidate that everyone will like. Exactly. Stop making these. And I'm talking to Democrats too. Stop making these fucking fringe candidates that are so polarizing. Yeah. You know what happens? What happened to having fucking presidents that everybody liked? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like oh, it, I for, for the most part, everyone was okay with. Yeah. You know. And okay, so if you want to vote, but you know your state only goes blue or red every time. What's the incentive? Now, if every vote is up for grabs, that would make politicians work harder and every vote would count. Now, I believe that they like the system the way it's set up because they only have to focus on a few states to win. They need to work for us and we need to remind them every once in a while. Now, if the GOP likes likes the Electoral College because they feel it gives them a fair chance, then maybe they need better candidates. Nixon won 49 of 50 states in 1972. That was the time he was under impeachment. Yeah. And he won 49 of 50, 50 states. And Ronald Reagan won 44 out of 50 states in 1980. I'm just saying, you know, and in both instances, um, they won coastal Democratic states. You know, just saying. Well, it's because nowadays they play it so fucking safe and so minimalist, like, oh, we're only going to talk to the people that count. That's why everything's always 49 to 51 and it's right. all fucking split down the middle because no one's really trying. Yeah. You know, it's it's all we know we'll win in this state so we don't have to try. Like a Democratic candidate like Bernie Sanders or whatever is not going to try as hard in California. He already knows he won. He doesn't yeah. care. You know what I mean? He's like, it's fine. The, the metrics say I'm going to win here, so it's fine. But he's going to try a little harder in one of the swing states that pulls a little bit more Republican. Right. You know, I've seen speeches kind of change tone depending on what state they're in. Right. You know, and stuff. It's like, it's all bullshit. And, and I think that we're just seeing it kind of play out and kind of hurt the country more than anything else because we're getting the Republicans. Okay. I get it. Like, okay, well we want, we want to have candidates presidents too. I'm like, yeah, but all your candidates suck. <laughs> like get, and the Democrats aren't too much better these days, but yeah. I mean, your candidate was Donald fucking Trump. If we didn't have the electoral college, it would have been laughable that you even put him on there. I mean, he lost by 3 million votes. Yeah. And, it's, and to me, if you lose, if you lose the popular vote, you shouldn't be president. Right. That's my opinion. Yeah. You know what I mean? That means the majority of this country doesn't fucking like you. Well, that's, that's a, that's a similar thing. Like, and that was something that I, I looked at when I, when I started rewatching the West wing, um, and, uh, I was listening, I was watching, and it, it surprisingly didn't hit me until I rewatched the pilot again, is that they won with only 49% of the vote. So they did the same thing where they won the electoral map and not the popular vote. Yeah. And, and he says, he goes, the majority of the country voted for someone else. And then the one guy goes, so what? We won. <laughs> you know, it's like that's, 
you know, but it's, it, it's like they didn't have a mandate and, you know, and that's what you want to win with over 50% of the vote because you want to have a mandate to say like, look, they all, everybody got behind me and voted for me. And it's like, no. And, and if you look at it, I mean, Bill Clinton won, you know, uh, won. And I, I personally think, um, Ross Perot really kind of helped, <laughs> uh, Bill Clinton get yeah. elected. Uh, but you know, you also have, uh, um, Barack Obama. I mean, he laughably won. Yeah. Know, against, it uh, was silly. It was, you know, against, uh, Palin and, um, and McCain. And, you know, it, it, I think this also goes to part of just how partisan we've gotten as a society where, you know, you have, and, and to be honest, you know, on the Republican side, you had a long list of actual reputable people that could have been president. But then the wackos took over the asylum and started pushing for, well, we're tired of this. We want change, which is kind of what's happening now on the Democratic side, because you have people like, you know, saying that they want um, change and they want somebody who's not this middle of the road guy. They want somebody who is radicalized. And it's like, did we not learn from what happened with Trump? You know, and people say, but this is this is uh, Bernie. And it's like it's like, no, it's kind of the same thing. The you see the the Bernie Bros and all of that, they're bullying people. They're going off to the far left. It's if you don't like our candidate, fuck you. You're gonna die. You're you, you know it's yeah. it's ridiculous. And the way they've attacked Elizabeth Warren, saying that well she got out before Super Tuesday, Bernie would have got all that vote. There's no evidence to show that they would have gone her way. In fact, there's more there's more evidence to show that they would have gone for Biden than they would have gone for Bernie. It's like everyone treats politics. A lot of people treat politics like shitty sports fans. Yeah. Like it's it's that kind of mentality. Like if you if you win a vote, cool. You didn't do anything. It's just like what I tell people when their sports team wins and they shove it in everybody's face. Like, you do understand you didn't do anything, right? You were just standing here. Right. You know, you're not involved. I mean, people, people so want to be involved in things and they get this obsession, you know, it's just kind of sad. Just because you're retweeting shit on Twitter and sharing stuff on Facebook doesn't mean you're engaged. Yeah. Not how many, did you see how many likes I got in that post? Obviously I was the reason that person won. (laughs) What? I mean, people are so fucking, it's all a fallacy. You know, it's like, if you're now, if you're a grassroots, you know, you're fucking, you know, doing this and that and the other thing for the campaign, I get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But most people aren't doing shit. Right. It's, it's the same people that go, oh, um, this kid has cancer. Please like and share. And everybody likes and like, I did, I made a difference today. Right. You didn't do shit. And the kid still got fucking cancer. It has and nothing to not do with you. That, not even that, like, you know, oh, like and share. It's not about helping that kid. It's about them getting likes and shares. Exactly. And, and that, that's one of the most vile things you can see on social. It's one, That was one of the major reasons I left social media is <laughs> because people I knew and respected would do that. Like they would repost things because it would get them likes. And I'm like, oh, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> right. Like you're just a fucking sad human being. You know, it's it it's that's a whole other fucking conversation. We should have that as a podcast talking about social media oh God. and how fucking trash it is. Social justice um, warriors. <laughs> oh fucking a! But yeah, I mean, the electoral college is antiquated. Uh, we don't need it anymore. Other countries have taken our 
country's model of a democracy and improved upon it and it works better. Um, Personally, I think electoral college should be abolished, popular vote and states rights. I've always been more for state rights. I know those things kind of conflict each (laughs) other, but um, just let the state handle the small shit that's state specific. Right. You know, I don't know why the federal go like when um, Trump came to Arizona and pardoned Sheriff Joe Arpaio. You shouldn't be allowed to do that. Yeah. Like the state of Arizona has decided that he goes to prison. You shouldn't be able to swoop in and say everything's fine just because you heard on Fox News that they were being mean. Yeah. You know, that doesn't that you don't you will if people weren't there, you'll never understand how fucking angry it was in anger that people couldn't even talk about it. Like they were just because we've hated that fucking asshole for years, you know, and then the soup, the retirees and the old people who don't know any better kept voting him back in. But he hated minorities and would treat them like fucking trash. And it was like, all right, you're embarrassing the white people of this country or of this state and you're fucking being douchebag to everybody else. Like enough is enough. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know, but then here comes fucking daddy Trump. Here comes Joanne. I'm gonna start calling him Joanne. <laughs> Forgot that was his middle name, <laughs> but um, you know, and it's it's stuff like that that, and they all do it. Yeah. All the presidents do it. It's not just Trump. They all fucking oh, I'm leaving office soon. I'm gonna pardon everybody. He just made a spectacle of it. Yeah, well, like everything it was, he fucking it does. Inter- it's interesting with the people that he pardons because he likes them, or people like the celebrities come and talk to him and are like, yeah, you should really pardon this guy because you know he really okay. I'll pardon him, you know, and it's just like you even know what you're doing? Like, yeah, you know, and (laughs) I, this, the electoral college for me has always been kind of a, a lose for people because, you know, in California, very few Democrats ever come here to get it. Unless you're, unless it's a democratic primary in which you're trying to get votes, you, you kind of try here, but more often than not, they're, going to Michigan, they're going to Florida, they're going to North and South Carolina, they're trying Texas. Um, now, this last Super Tuesday, which I, I, um, I kind of watched closely because I was very, very curious to see how things were going to go. And um, so Biden came out of nowhere and, and took a bunch of states and got the black vote. And... Here's something that I always thought was kind of was was really shitty of the Sanders campaign. Instead of acknowledging that he has an issue with African-American voters, that he can't seem to rally a lot of them. He can rally some Mexicans, but he can't really rally the African-American. What does he say? Oh, big business billionaires went behind and got and got uh, Biden elected basically diminishing the role African-Americans played in getting him elected in those Southern states. Right. And a lot of African-Americans, and this is the problem that he has with, with all of this is that it's all about, Oh, billionaires and you know, all these, you know, all the big business and all the big money. He was out of money. in when he got to South Carolina, he was out of money. He didn't even have ads. And that's the thing. You know, they say like, oh, yeah, he he spent money in all these other states. There were no ads for Biden in California. <laughs> I saw Mike Bloomberg. And I saw an ad 
for Mike Bloomberg within an ad for Mike Bloomberg. Like that's how how yeah. inundated I was with him. I couldn't watch anything on streaming with commercials because every time an ad break came on, it was a Bloomberg ad. And he came in. And he definitely wasted millions of dollars. <laughs> oh yeah. What they say they go if you actually tallied up the five hundred million he spent for those electoral votes that he got in what Samoa, he spent forty five million for each electoral vote. <laughs> I was yeah. like Jesus. But like thought he was a thought he was a businessman. Yeah. Some pretty shit decisions. <laughs> exactly. But you know, and here's the thing now is that he gets supported by Jesse Jackson today as we're recording this, and. He's supposed to go to Mississippi. But you know what? Michigan has a lot more electoral votes. So what does he do? Last minute, he cancels his trip to Mississippi and goes to Michigan. Right. And it's not just Mississippi that will notice that. Yeah. The other states will notice that too. Exactly. And it makes you look shady as fuck. And then they stop paying attention to you. Yeah. And that's he already looks shady anyway because he's fucking bombarding everybody with propaganda I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And it was even me too. Everywhere I fucking went was Bloomberg this and Bloomberg that. I was like, fuck. I was I listen, there's a the rock station here. I listen to the morning show every every weekday. Uh it's called Homeburg's Morning Sickness. And he would talk trash about Bloomberg and then right after that the commercial for Bloomberg would come <laughs> right. on. Like it was he was fucking everywhere. SNL like did it was a, ridiculous. SNL did a bit where they did the um the uh one of the debates that had like everybody there, it had Yang and all of them and they had all the, the, these people playing and, and I love that they have, um, what's his name from Curb Your Enthusiasm playing Bernie because it's, it's basically a thinner Bernie Sanders. He's like, you know, it's, it's an old Jew basically is what he's doing. And they had, they go, okay, well in the middle of this, we're going to take a break from to plug our sponsor Bloomberg. Have you, have you, are you tired of hearing all these other people? Why not give Bloomberg a try? And it would crack me up because it was like Bloomberg sponsored the debate. It was hilarious. But, you know, the, the problem with Sanders is that he, he's, him and the, the, the followers that keep saying that, oh, it's because, you know, the billionaires are, are funding Biden and stuff like that. And I, and I thought about it and I thought, so what? You know, it's like they need money. You know, and and it's like, you know, Obama took a lot of money from big donors, especially banks, and fucked them on it when he made, you know, banking legislation, you know, in, in this in his first term. It's like, you know, people do that. They take money to, to do. And then you have Bernie who's over there saying that if I'm the nominee, I'm not going to take any money from Michael Bloomberg to help run because Bloomberg has now said that I'm going to devote. I, now that I'm out of the election, I'm going to devote my money to whoever the the nominee for the Democrat is to put money for advice. But he doesn't want to take that because he's on some purity test, you know, because I want the money to be from the people. It's like, yeah, well, you know what? The people are broke sometimes. Right. And take it now with the with everything going on with the coronavirus and stuff like that. People staying home, people not going to work, people holding hoarding their money. That money's going to start to dry up. But you know who does whose money never dries up? billionaires <laughs> exactly <laughs> i mean i may that sound money that I, money just stays flowing baby people, people may sit there and say like oh you're what's wrong with the system i'm a pragmatist you know i'm not an idealist i'm not sitting there going for oh well if they they have to do this on this and they have to hold this level they have to have this level of purity that i can't even hold myself to it's like um no i don't i don't do that you know i expect them to be a little bit better than me 
but I don't expect them to be like, there's me and then there's Jesus Christ. Like, I, I don't expect that jump in, in, you know, in the way they are. I mean, they're, they're people. I honestly, I don't, I don't like Bernie. I like Bernie Sanders, but the things he say, says he's going to do are impossible. Like he's such an idealist, which is fine. We need idealists in, in, in the world. We need positive people and stuff like that. But he keeps making promises and has no idea how he's going to fucking do it. Right. You know, and it's like stuff like that. You just have to ignore. You're just like, I'm I'm sorry, dude. You're not coming with any fucking facts here. But then the, know, but so. the, and the, the funny thing is the media also helps on that because the media turned on on Elizabeth Warren saying, well, how are you going to pay for this? How are you going to pay for that? How are you going to do that? How are you going to where are you going to tax them? Bernie doesn't get those questions. No. You know. But then also, too, I lost respect for Elizabeth Warren because when she drops out, she immediately says, there was obvious sexism. And I'm like, I, don't stop doing that. No, there there is some sex. There is sexism in the of way she's Of course there covered. is. There's sexism everywhere on both sides of the fence. Get the fuck over it and push past it. Like, you have to. There's nothing you can do about it. Whining about it is not going to change it. <laughs> it is what it is. But to immediately say that was the only reason you didn't fucking win win the vote, come on. That wasn't the only reason. It could be because you're a wackadoodle too <laughs> because that woman was talking about some pretty fucking zany things. You know, but – and she was the one that was fucking being mean to everybody. <laughs> she was attacking everyone in the fucking ads and stuff. I don't know. I didn't like her from the jump. But of course – I said that at work and I was told that it's because I don't want women to lead. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's exactly why. You know, maybe if you get a woman on there that's worth my fucking time, I might vote for because I don't even like the fucking men that are there either. <laughs> well, one of the things I thought was interesting was, you know, uh, Bernie was all about getting the young vote, getting the young vote. You got to get the young people out. You got to get the young people out. And I always kind of laughed at that. I'm like, the young don't vote. You can get them to an event if you have so-and-so performing or so-and-so endorsing you and they, they do that and they're like, yeah, cool, you're here. Oh, oh, he's here? I'll let, let's go see him. You can do that. But then you notice that none of them turned out to vote on Super Tuesday. Yeah. He, got, he actually scored less than he did the first time. And some people were thinking, and I kind of agree with this, and this kind of goes back to kind of what we were talking about originally about the Torio College, is that I guess everybody, because the media kind of pushed it that seemed like Bernie was going to win the nomination. So they were going to wait until the actual election to come out and vote for him because that happens too. Like I was really surprised on how many people turned out to vote in a lot of States because this is just a primary. And if you have people that are kind of like, eh, I don't really know. I, I may not vote and just see who, and just support whoever wins in the, oh, yeah. you know, and makes it to, to that. Well, a lot of the young people too, they're kind of disenchanted with the whole fucking process. Yeah. You know, they see that the majority of people in this country didn't want Donald Trump to be president yet. There he is in the white house. <laughs> so of course they're going to be like, well, what the fuck does it matter? You know? And a lot of that has to do with the electoral college, but to kind of like to build on my point, because I feel like I'm going to leave this looking like a fucking insensitive jackass about my whole sexism thing. When Kennedy was trying to be president, they said similar things. He's Catholic, um, mainly Catholic, like, ew, 
<laughs> who wants a Catholic president? <laughs> you know what I right. mean? Um, he just ignored it and fucking kept going. I feel like the the yeah, there is sexism everywhere, but you can't make it a focal point. You can't use it as an excuse. You have to go on. Oh, fuck all that. Let's go. Like we got work to do. You know what I mean? I, and I don't think that was a major reason why she didn't win. And if you really think the majority of the women on the ticket were not that great, not because they had vaginas. They just weren't that great. It is what it is. You know what I mean? Like there are plenty of women that can be president. They just haven't run for it yet. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe that's my opinion and I'm a fucking (laughs) asshole, but no, I understand that. All the, all those women, the women that were running, I was not impressed and it had nothing to do with having two X chromosomes. I don't fucking care. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I kind of felt the same way. I mean, the only person that I actually liked was Buttigieg and, uh, and, but I knew there was a stone, there was a snowball's chance in hell that he would actually, no, he wasn't going to go. Yeah. That he wasn't going to go anywhere. Um, but I mean, I ended up waiting till the last, like we had, we had early voting here. And I guess a lot of people thought like me, um, well, I'm going to kind of wait to see what happens because nobody was really standing out. And then suddenly people started dropping after South Carolina. I kind of figured people would have hold it, held on, but I, but I knew that the centrists were starting to drop out because they were just going to say, okay, maybe Biden, Biden's going to take it. So let's, you know, clear the way for him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it's, you know, it's, it's tough. <laughs> every time I, th- every time I come across an election, I always get this, there's a, a line in the West Wing that, that always makes me, that always makes, that I always comes to my mind when I think about uh, election time. I'm tired of getting excited between the choices of, um, between, be deciding between who cares. Yeah. You know, because they should all care. <laughs> yeah. But, and, but the thing is, is that, yeah, it's like, but that that's the thing. He's saying that, you know, I'm tired of, tired of deciding between, you know, uh, of who cares, you know, decided deciding between who cares. It's like neither character care, uh, neither candidate I care about, you know? And it's like, you can't get jazzed up when you're, you know, when it's just kind of like, Oh, it's more of the same. It's more of this. It's more of that. I mean, you know, in the end, I mean, I know I'm not voting for Trump. I didn't the first time either. So, you know, yeah. but, uh, it's just, it's, it's one of those where I'm just kind of like, ugh, I really, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But, uh, anyways, I think it's time we should move on. Yes. <laughs> so in our one last thing segment today, uh, <laughs> this is funny. I like that we're ending with this cause it's funny. <laughs> so it's hard when you're a Twitch call of duty streaming or it's wait, it's hard when your Twitch Call of Duty streaming. It's especially hard when you accidentally fired a round from a real gun and get suspended from Twitch and dropped from all your esports organizations. Uh, during a live stream last week, Call of Duty trick shot specialist and former FaZe clan member and resident dumb shit of the week, Carl uh, Reimer, um, or Raymer or whatever, who fucking cares, um, pulled out a pistol. Bitch say I ain't got money, quote. He chokingly said while holding it. And open an open can of Coors Light beer was visible on his desk, of course. Of course it's Coors Light. Right. During the clip. Uh, Reamer then pulled the trigger. 
And to his apparent surprise, the weapon discharged. Now, he didn't he didn't hurt anyone, but he did fuck up a container of G Fuel, a powdered energy formula marketed to gamers. God damn, Raymer said immediately afterward. What the fuck? I swear to God, I just emptied the mag. Oh. <laughs> the next day, <laughs> Twitch suspended Raymer, Raymer's channel and the esport organization he was a part of, Sore Gaming, dropped him. Quote, I made my biggest mistake of my entire life last night and it and it could ruin my life, he said in the Twitter video. I could have hurt somebody. I could have hurt myself. I could have hurt one of my animals. And that's unforgivable. I've had that gun for two years and all it takes is two seconds of stupid to ruin everything to ruin somebody else to ruin yourself don't do what i did now he might have to go out and get a real job don't worry most of us will not do what you did yeah. because we're not fucking stupid <laughs> one of the things i thought was funny is that okay so you know i i i don't handle guns a lot i've handled i've had no guns in the past but i don't handle guns a lot even i know that even though you empty a mag you got to empty the chamber it's like, Jesus, watch Lethal Weapon once in a while. You see right. Mel Gibson do that all the time. Well, it's also, even if you verified that it's empty, and even if the mag's got, you don't point it around and act stupid with a gun. It's not a fucking toy. You know, it's, it's so foolish to me when people do that. And also, too, this white as fucking new fallen snow with that whole, bitch say I ain't got money. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. Go listen to your mumble rap somewhere else. Right. Like, nobody fucking cares. What it's is, just it, the whole situation is fucking sad, <laughs> and I'm happy he got all the shit taken away from him. So, finally, somebody got rep, uh, fucking repercussions for being a retard. Well, one of the things I thought was funny is that he's had the gun for two years, so obviously he doesn't know how to handle it. And you know, this he's this is a predict. This is. For those of you that sit there and say anybody should be able to buy a gun whenever they want to, this is the reason why you shouldn't. <laughs> you know, exactly. This is the reason why you shouldn't. It's like, oh my god, this guy. I, I remember, I found this story early and I sent it to Adam, and Adam just laughed his ass off. I was like, what a fucking moron! Just a fucking idiot. <laughs> a giant idiot. So think of him next time you go into Target and you see him wearing a red shirt because he, you know, because he's suffering from worse first world problems now. He can't, uh, you know, like, oh, I was so high on the hog with, uh, you know, Twitch and being an esports Call of Duty guy that I'm such a lame ass that I can, you know, do all these tricks in Call of Duty. But God forbid I know how to handle a fucking weapon in real life. It's not even handling, like, just not playing with it. Yeah. Like it's ugh. <laughs> like who plays with guns like that? Like what a fucking asshole. Douchebag like him. Right. You know, the guys that sit there and are all, you know, envious because they couldn't get into the military because they're that bad they couldn't get into the military, but they're all gung ho about it. Well, now that he's spent most of his adult life playing video games for a living, he he'll have fun working at Walmart because he's not gonna <laughs> he doesn't have any marketable skills. Exactly. Because you know, you know, putting a putting a uh, putting a uh, you know, oh, Twitch celebrity is always you know high on their list when they look at like oh, so you played Twitch for a few years? Uh, okay, yeah, okay, thanks for coming in. <laughs> the funny thing is, I I just went for a job interview that I got the job, of course, Woo-hoo. and uh, they asked for. 
you know, like tell us about yourself. So I started rattling off like what I do at work. I go, oh, no, 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 no. We, you know, that's on the resume. We'll get to that. But we want to know like, what do you do? Like you, what, what's important for you to do? Nobody exists to work. I'm like, oh, that's an interesting question. Um, I said, Sega. okay, well. Sega. That's all I got to say. Sega. So I, I brought up the Game Gear thing. Uh, and briefly, I didn't go too far into it because you could tell these people were not technical people. So I was, I just was like, yeah, I'm doing this. Like, wow, I didn't even know you could do that. I'm like, hey, you can do anything you put your mind to. <laughs> and then uh, they said, well, what other hobbies do you have? And I said, well, I play Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and they go, oh, really? I said, yeah, I've I've been the DM and I've also played. And they're like, oh, that thing look because the Dungeons and Dragons is cool now. All of yeah, a sudden, right. you know, it's like, oh, that looks really interesting. I've been wanting to play. And, you know, I said, yeah, it's um, and I I basically explained it in a fun way, but made it sound like I'm incredibly detail orientated. <laughs> and, you know, I have to organize all these people and all the, you know, you always got to spin it the right yeah, way. Exactly. Um. I think my D and D experience got me this job. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, see mom, it was going to come in handy. I told you, you <laughs> bitch. never believed in me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I told you it would help one day. I told you, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You're shaking your fist in the air, <laughs> crying uncontrollably. Uh, all right, well, that brings us to the end of our show right now. So, thanks for checking us out. If you would like to help the show, please feel free to donate. You can donate through PayPal on our blog, thelazygeeks.home.blog, or anchor.fm/thelazygeeks. And you can help if you can't help us out monetarily. You can review the show. All reviews will help raise our profile and expose us to more people. And, you know, we're all about exposing ourselves here. Uh, also, don't skip our ads. We get money for everyone that listens to our ads. So please listen to them. And, and uh, you know, you're do- donating 90 seconds of your time to get us paid. You can also follow us um, on social media, facebook.com slash the lazy geeks, Twitter and Instagram, both under at the lazy geeks. Uh, comments, suggestions, or questions, email us uh, at therealnazygeeks at gmail.com. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel as well. And uh, if you can't click on any of the links available in the show notes, uh, want more content, or want updates on coming shows, just check out the blog, thelazygeeks.home.blog. So that is it for us this week. So until next time, I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. And we're The Lazy Geeks. 